Thank you for tuning in to the American Made Podcast. We're excited to have you guys here in our third episode. In this episode, we're going to break down the bullshit propaganda going on over there in Ukraine and Russia. We're also going to dive into some of the other issues we have here in our very own land. Make sure you share this episode, like this episode. Regulate, regulate. Heard they talking spicy, time to regulate. Heard they talking about me, I'm a regulate. They don't really want to see me regulate. Regulate, regulate. Heard they talking spicy, time to regulate. Heard they talking about you, time to regulate. Regulate, regulate. Relapse, this the intervention. Here's the main attraction, what they failed to mention. And to be honest, working with you on all this has made me realize that you know, it, it's it's okay to have people help, right? Um, especially because I've had other people come on that they fucking suck. <laughs> no offense to them. You're like the only one who's actually has shirt shit together. I'm like, damn, man. <laughs> That's awesome, you know? So with that being said. It's just the um, work ethic, honestly, is what I think. Yeah. Because people, people also like, I guess... I don't know. It's because I have a lot of experience running businesses and all that. So that's that's where my experience comes from. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these people, they don't have experience doing that. I mean, I it's don't know not, what their experience is, but I don't think it's experience. I think it's just hunger. Okay. Yeah. And what do I mean by hunger? Right. When it comes to this stuff here, you know, it's not easy. It's a lot of sacrifices that need, that that are made. Like I could be in you know in bed with my wife watching TV right now, or I could you know play with my kids more often but i make those sacrifices because i know this is for a better for a better later outcome right um and a lot of these people don't have don't don't have that hunger they like the idea of it but when it comes to the actual grind the the making you know the sacrifices uh the painful moments yeah the painful moments the loss of money the you know all the stuff that just makes one uneasy right like, it's just like, it's either a fear or just, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. I can't really pinpoint it. But, you know, you definitely have the work ethic. Now I wouldn't be doing this podcast with, you know, and I know vice versa, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So people just. <laughs> Time is Don't money. be like that, people. Don't, understand that. <laughs> don't be like that, people. If you want something, you have to get off your ass and, and work for it. You know, my boss told me the other day, uh, you know, he, he was thanking me and shit, right? Uh, for those who don't know, I'm an operations manager for an account, multi-location accounting firm in Staten Island and Jersey. <laughs> um, and he was saying, like, you know, how I'm managing kids, wife, started training again, um, and the marketing business, plus now doing the podcast as well, right? It's a heavy load, but um, pushing through, because at the end of the day, I know what it's like to be broke as fuck, and I want to be broke as fuck, so... That's I think that's my drive. Not wanting to go back to a place of sleeping on the floors, kitchen, heavy roaches crawl over me, and all this other shit. That's deep, man. Facts, right? We're you know, this. actually, um, <laughs> you know, actually, you should listen to. So there's an episode on Real AF that you should actually listen to. It's called "Win the Day." I think it's with Ben Newman and, of course, Andy Frisella. You should really listen to that episode. Honestly, it has helped me a lot with prioritizing tasks and winning the day. 
I am telling you, dude, watch that episode. You will not regret it. I'm telling you, I'm doing a lot better with prioritizing tasks and getting so many things done. Like it feels good. So the way that they explain it and the process telling you just, just listen to that episode. You know what? And I will, because the thing is like, I I, don't, I feel like extremely grateful for Andy Frisella, right? And you're the one who put me on to that. And I'm great, grateful for him. reasons why, for example, you know, um, one thing I would t- I used to tell myself a lot was like you know this is going like things were like if things were a mess right I was like um, you know everything's just gonna be okay it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay and the, but the reality is and he said something along the lines of this so don't quote me it's not the quoted exact words of this but it's not gonna be okay unless I make it unless I change shit you know what I'm saying and exactly. the way he keeps things so like he's so transparent and he's so real with the stuff that he says pants real as fuck right um that feels like a smack to the smack to the cheek like wake up and get your shit done get your shit right stand up for what you need to stand up for what you believe in right you know all the good things all the important things that it needs that one needs in order to to win in life i mean you have known me since my youth right Mm -hmm. like i mean since middle school um really didn't have it easy you know experienced violent crime when i lived in latin america um you know if it Dropped out of high school. I have no college degree or any of that shit. You know? Not even a GED. But um, I'm making it further than a lot of people that I know who have all those expensive-ass degrees. And I'm just... I'm not even scratching the surface of the shit that I'm doing. You see what I'm saying? And it's because people like Andy, like, listening to his content really kicks me in the ass to keep pushing forward. Because I don't need a piece of paper to tell me what to do. I just need to work at them. Yeah, okay? I need a good attitude and work at them. That's honestly what you need. And I I agree. I mean, honestly, my life changed a lot after listening to him. My mindset changed a lot after listening to him. So, I mean, guys, I know you're hearing us talk about it, but it's called Real AF. You should really, really listen to it. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, listen to it. Don't take it lightly. I mean, you know, we're, me and Catherine, we're working on, on these projects. We're working consistently. We're doing whatever, you know, we're learning through our errors. We're constantly building but we're just at the beginning phases, okay? We're, we're just, technically, we're just a startup, right? Andy Fursella has done it. He has proven, he has a proven record. He's, he is a beast, man. He has spoken with some elite people, met with elite people, does business with elite people. I mean, that's the man you want to listen to. So, yeah, check him out. Um, definitely not for the thin skin. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely not for the thin skin. But if you got some thick skin and you, you like to hear how it is because you know you need to, that's the guy. But that's that. Now, we're moving on. It's been an eventful, holy crap, man, week, right? Dude, like, I don't even know. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. It's been an eventful, <laughs> like, 72, like, 500 hours. Like, I, I don't even know. I, it's just I it's feel insane. like every day is just a blur to me because I feel like the news every day gets crazier and crazier with this whole situation that's going on with Russia and Ukraine. Trust me, I have a lot to say. But I just want to hear your take on it. And I just want to see how you feel because you look like you're about to blow off some steam. I will have my time to go <laughs> off. I, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. You. So, guys, for, for those who don't know, I mean, me and her have been texting back and forth. We actually recorded an episode and didn't publish it because, you know, it, it's so much to bear. But um, in the meantime, we took time to, you know, really, like, take in everything that's going on and set ourselves, right? And Catherine was like, I got some notes. <laughs> I Bro, got some notes. And if, if you've heard her the first two episodes, 
you're gonna be like, oh man, she's about to get into some lessons right now. You know what I'm saying? Some valuable stuff. You're about to learn. So I'm excited to hear that. But my opinion on it, man, to keep it as simple as possible, it's a fucked situation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, in a matter of hours or a couple of days, we went from, you know, it wasn't going to be an invasion, right? They just took those two regions. Then it became a full-on invasion. After it became a full-on invasion, now we have a nuclear threat. Like, that's, that is insane. This guy must be losing his noggins. And then on top of that, we have a bunch of propaganda that's coming out from both sides. Well, all sides. So we're finding, like, um, did you see that picture of that Ukrainian woman who's, like, you know, she was, like, Miss Ukrainian, and then uh, she was going to fight for Ukraine? Now, oh, I'm not sure she's yes. really ought to fight for Ukraine. Maybe she is, and they just chose a bad photo. But the photo they're using to push that, that piece of, I guess right now we'll call it propaganda because I just called bullshit on it. Uh, she's there holding an airsoft gun and it, what looks like an airsoft field. It looks like a war zone, but it's really not. It's really you know? not. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's so much bullshit coming out. Trust me. I got like a long list of all the propaganda that's been going out and how it's debunked and who reported it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going in yeah. today. And you know, it, it really bothers me too because it's like I see a lot of people posting up the flags, you know, of Ukraine saying I stand with Ukraine. Um, and of course, and I don't want you guys to take this as a stand with Russia because fuck Putin straight up. But um, at the same time, Ukraine is not it's not what the media is making it out seem to be. Right. It really isn't. And you just got to see through the bullshit. And it pisses me off that so many people refuse to do their own research and just want to keep diving into whatever bullshit that the media is feeding them. You know, it's it's insane. Um, so I'm I'm annoyed by it. I am at a place where it's like, man, what to believe, what not to believe. You know, I've done my own research, and based off that, I'm like, okay, cool, I know where I stand, right? Uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to hearing your notes because, <laughs> yeah, I know you've been preparing, and you've been preparing very well, haven't you? Dude. It's like I've been following this very, very, very closely. You don't understand. I've been following this very closely because I've been noticing a lot of propaganda being placed out. So one of the things that I do want to talk about first and foremost, I would love if anybody that is from either Ukraine or Russia or both, or if you live in the U.S. and have family there or knows a friend to DM me, at the Harley Barbie on Instagram, because I would really love to sit down and have a conversation and get a better understanding as to what's really going on firsthand on the ground. We've been watching this very, very closely, and I do understand Russia's and Ukraine's history intimately. So, however, I'd like to hear organic information as well, because I see what the media is saying. But let's talk about something for a second. For the past two years, they've lied to us about COVID, hid therapeutics that have actually, that can actually help combat the virus in the name of politics and extreme leftist politicians trying to install unconstitutional mandates and tyrannical rules. This cost American families jobs, promotions, even suicides due to the lockdowns, even when the data from the CDC itself said that you had a 98 to 99% survival rate. Hospitals covering up vaccine injuries for fear of their licenses getting stripped. There's undercover videos from Project Veritas that you guys should actually go ahead and look at. 
and y'all can't find it, let me know your girl got distribution by proxy. I will DM <laughs> that shit to you. Okay. And I actually found the LinkedIn of all these motherfuckers. So She's it's, ready. So it's for real. Wait, hold on, so, hold on. You say you found the LinkedIn from all these people? Yeah, the LinkedIn of okay, so Ooh. basically just in just in a nuts in I, a I nutshell. I want in on that one. Oh yeah. So basically in a nutshell, um okay. Project Veritas is is like an independent um yeah. journalist. Um, yeah, I've seen them. They do some of the undercover stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, with it's James intense. O'Keefe. That's what it is. He's remarkable at what he yeah. does. Um so basically these reporters, they've gone to dinners with these scientists, with the lead scientists from Pfizer, lead scientists from Johnson & Johnson, um, executives, regional distribution um, executives from Johnson & Johnson. And these people, like I've looked up their LinkedIn because I trust nobody. I don't even trust my own fucking shadow. I make sure that I look at everything online and make sure everything is 100%. Because, dude, I you can't believe just anything anybody tells you. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. I mean, you, the amount of stuff that's coming out of there that's just completely, I mean, even from COVID, right? It's all just fucking bullshit, bro. Yeah. It, it's, it's bullshit. A lot of it's fucking bullshit. You know, it, it's it's going back to the girl with the with the BB gun. As soon as I saw that image, I looked at okay. So when you have a rifle, all right, I don't know if you, you remember the picture uh, very well, but there's a part on the rifle that's like a black strip. That's yeah. Up, what's called the upper receiver. That part right there threw it off for me right away because the way it was just flat out. I'm like that's a BB. Like that's not a boat. What will be called a boat carrier. But exactly. to saying what, like, but to agree with what you're saying, it's just it's just so much shit out there. Yeah, 100%. And so I've actually looked up their LinkedIn's and these people are actually real. They actually work for these companies. Um, so yeah, I guess you guys should really look into that. Just letting you know in a nutshell what Project Veritas is and the work that they've done. It's remarkable. But um, but anyway, so they have videos on that. So and also hospitals inflating data for money. Do you guys understand how much money all these hospitals have been getting for reporting cases and or deaths? So for example, if somebody were to go in for a gunshot wound and they're dead and they get swabbed for COVID and they test positive, they can be counted as a COVID death. At least that's what one of the thing that's one of the things that was happening. Um, and also let's talk about leaving family members to die alone in the hospitals, you know, over COVID, over COVID scare. So you, you can't see your family. So people are going to die over FaceTime. That's messed Dude, up. That's, it's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, like, can I go into a little story real quick? That cool? Yeah. Look, when it came to COVID, that, that really bothered me about the having, you know, no visitors and whatnot. Right. So many of you listening don't know, but I had a set of twins last year. Okay. And well, not last year, the year before last, <laughs> my kids grow up so fast. Um, and you know, when we went to the hospital, I was able to, you know, I wasn't able to walk in with Brittany, my wife, right. Wasn't able to walk in with her. Uh, she had to go by herself, get her set up. And then they were going to call me in, bro. They didn't call me until like almost four hours later. I was pissed. I was about to run in the hospital. I kid you not. The moment I was going to run in the hospital and throw a fit, I was walking out the car. No, my wife calls me like, uh, they forgot to call you. You could come in. Wow, wow. So I get in the hospital. Um, so as we're in the hospital, we're finding out that my wife is going to have to have a C-section because there was a little complication with my son. And throughout that, that you know, those conversations, they started telling me that I, will, I won't be able to stay with her after the kids are born. And the first thing that came to my head is like, what do you mean I'm not going to be able to stay with them, uh, stay with her after my kids are born? You know, because of the restrictions and, and COVID and all this other stuff. 
Bro, I looked at him right off the back. I was like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> I will not leave. And I was going to make a whole mess of it, right? Good for you. So, well, and he, this is where it came in. This is where it came into play, man, because... So the story gets very emotional. I'm not going to get into too much of the emotional details of it. But, you know, after going back and forth, I was doing my research. I'm like, okay, can they really kick me out of here? Because that's not fair. You know, my wife is going to give uh, birth to twins. I can't leave her by herself to deal with twins. That's going to be complicated for her. I'm here to support her and all this stuff. So I fought for it. Uh, when we were taking her over, you know, to the, you know, they were prepping her, took her to the operating room, and they started doing, you know, the procedure, right? So they took out my kids. Uh, my son came out first. Yo, my son was ugly when he came out. <laughs> oh, my I was God. Like, I kid you not. When he came out, I looked at him in the mirror. First thing that came out, my mom was, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then my daughter came out. She was, she's so cute. I mean, both of my kids are, you know, they're beautiful kids now. But um, he looked like a wrinkly old man. So let me keep going. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we're holding her. My wife is drugged up because they gave her all this medicine. And, uh, you know, they sew her up, clean her up. I got to hold the kids. They clean them up. And I put them back in the room. So, mind you, I'm already, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to battle because I'm like, they're going to try to kick me out. I ain't going over. Dude, when a comment was made again about that, and I just ignored them because I'm like, I'm not leaving. A few minutes later, my wife went into shock and started bleeding out. Okay? And, you know, it, it was bad. I mean, we had, ner- I, I went out there, called the nurses, like, I need help. And, you know, it was a whole mess of things where all the nurses came. They took me outside, and I was waiting out there for more than an hour, hoping my wife didn't pass away on me, right? So I was thinking about this, like, man, what if they would have, like, if I would have left, if I would have just obeyed and left? Because I was in the room when she went into shock. I mean, I saw her her eyes roll back. She started shaking. Her lips were turning blue, and it was just blood everywhere, right? You know, I'm like, what if they would have came in, but it would have been too late because no, they would have noticed a little bit too late. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So... It was just a battle to the point where, you know, they started after, you know, they saved her life and, and she was okay. She received all these blood transfusions. Um, they were moving her to a recovery uh, room, you know, her room where she'll be out with the kids. And one of the guys is like, you know, they're probably going to kick you out because it's just going to be for her. I was like, dang, y'all probably going to kick me out. No way in hell because I already, I already told them I'm not leaving and I'm going to give them a hard time. Bro, they gave us a whole section just for me and her. Granted, I couldn't leave that room. I couldn't shower for like five days. But I was like, and I really didn't eat. But who gives a shit? You know, I was there. I was able to help her. We did a lot. Um, and that's what kills me about that. Like, you know, these these mandates, they, they're just, they seem more harmful than anything. And I'm glad they're getting lifted now. The fact that you can't see your, your dying grandparent or you can't be there while your kid was born or after your kid was born or you can't, you know, a variety of other things is fucking sickening. And I'm glad I disobeyed, bro. I'm, gr- I'm glad I disobeyed because that could have cost him my wife's life. You know? It's crazy. Jesus so, Christ. So, there's my story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, but hey, don't let's not all get comfortable. Yeah, sure, they're lifting the the mandates and, like, and all these restrictions in time for accountability. the State of the Union. Yeah, there has to be accountability. We have to hold everybody accountable who was responsible, the companies that, that perpetrated this. Um, with giving, well, with mandating the vaccine for their employees, et cetera, et cetera. I can go on about this shit. That's basically for another episode. But um, but we have that. And then also the public bullying and the shaming for anyone that didn't want the vaccine. It's interesting how easily people are brainwashed and don't even look at the data from the CDC. 
So our government really has earned our distrust and we should not lose that quickly. So to look at them now talking about Russia and Ukraine, we don't trust them 100%. So please, if this applies to you, whether if you live in the US, you have family over there, or if you guys live over there in both, like in either area or both, um, again, my handle is at the Harley Barbie. I won't reveal any identities if you guys don't want me to. And if you're up for it after our conversation, could there be a possibility that we can bring you on the show? I want to use this podcast and so does Ronnie as well to build awareness and to let the world know what's really happening. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, and right now we want to learn and get as informed as possible. We're both neutral on the situation. We honestly, the way that we feel is our hearts really are with the innocent civilians that on both sides that really have nothing to do with this. 100%. We're very neutral. And we're going to put the links on here too. Yes. Yes. Mm. We're, it's, I, we stand with the U S that's what we stand with. Come on. Say it, say it one more time. Say it one more time. We stand with a motherfucking United L- States let's go. Because at the end of the day, you know, I know Ukraine does hold an important, America like it's important first, to the baby. world. It's important to the world. Ukraine is important to the world for, you know, a couple of reasons. Right. But geographically look where it's yeah. located. Well, not just that, just there's a lot of things there that are of value. But here's the thing, you know, like you can't take care of other people's homes if your home is not in order. Simple as that. And we're out there trying to take care of other people's homes and our home is not in order. You know, some argue what the plan is our our home. Yeah, you're right. But my country's mi casa. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And this needs to be in order before I could could watch the neighborhood or, or further, you know? Yeah, 100%. How are we going to take care of someone else if we can't even take care of ourselves? I mean, why? And like I said, you know, our hearts do go out with the innocent civilians on both sides. I don't want to see people die or get hurt. Nobody wants that. War never brings anything good. Families are sacrificed and many will die. Um, However, why are we going to? We're not the world police, okay? We shouldn't be protecting somebody else's borders if our border is not protected. Look at the southern border, guys. Okay, nothing is being done right now. Why are we concerned about Ukraine when we have one of the biggest invasions of our country through the southern border? We have fentanyl, we have human trafficking, we have cartels. We have a bunch of things going on and they right now do not have the staff right now to deal with that. We have millions of people crossing the border, the the, like historical crossings under this president. We need to step up our game there for a hundred percent. Have you ever heard of a guy called Ed Manifesto? That's uh, I believe that's his Instagram. Sounds he's familiar, on, but no. He's been on the Joe Rogan podcast. I believe he's been also in uh, Patrick Ed Davis. I'm not too sure of that one, but he's been on some popular podcasts, and he dies into the life of like cartel members and stuff because he works over there with that. Um, and when you hear the stuff they're capable of doing and that they are doing, it'll make you rethink that border situation. You know, I know for me, it, it's definitely made it uh, more intense. We have to definitely secure that a lot more because we do not want the cartel in here. Those are true pieces of shit, okay? Hope I don't go missing for saying this. <laughs> but uh, we do not want these people in this country, and we got to focus on the border before we could focus on any other. Well, now we have nuclear threats, apparently. But even oh at that, we still God. need to take care of home, right? It's, it's just crazy. So much going on. Seriously, I mean, and and we had control of the border with the previous administration, but this one is just out of control with it. 
So um, and I'm going to go into a little bit more of that like later on in the show because I do want to because I will talk about foreign policy and exactly uh, the policies that did work for this country. And that does include what was going on on the border. So for so for weeks, I've seen the Russian and Ukraine media stating that the West has been instigating a war and that they want the war to happen. Also, that the U.S. also that also what the U.S. has been saying about an attack was hysteria on both sides. Also, during the beginning of the U.N. charter meetings, I'm sure you have noticed this. I felt that nothing was getting done. The U.S. and the Russian Federation representatives were exchanging blows with each other at the beginning. So what was that even solving? That wasn't solving anything. <laughs> i tell you what, though. Yesterday I was watching them talk, and uh, the lady for the United States that, that speaks for the U.S. Mm-hmm. in the, the whole assembly thing, man, she gave the, the people, <laughs> the guy in Russia, she gave him such a harsh look. I can't lie. I got hyped. I got goosebumps. I was like, let's go, America. <laughs> Dude. It's, well, you're right. It's- it, yeah, it's like nothing is getting solved. I just feel yeah. like it was a lot of shit talking, especially at the beginning. So um, also President Zelensky went to attend a conference in Munich despite warnings of a definite invasion with him being out of the country. It could open the door for Putin to give the order of invasion. So that looks suspect to me because that wouldn't have been a wise decision coming from a leader putting his people in danger. I just think he looked way too calm. In my opinion, that was like one of the things that was sticking out to me. You don't so, think he? You don't think he looked so calm because he thought he would have the complete backing of? Uh, I mean, we've there's a lot of support going their way. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Now, right? Um, and, but just having that knowledge behind them, thinking that you know that we weren't going to leave them as we did at first. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Everybody, everybody handles stress differently, I guess. Um, or, you know, or maybe that, I mean, to your point, that could be that could be something that 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 could have been valid. But I think regardless, even I'm sorry, just me thinking in that position, I'm the leader of a country. Okay, I have innocent civilians on the line. I have I'm basically the commander in chief to an army. I am sending people to potentially die for the freedoms of this country. So am I going to make an irresponsible decision to show up to a conference, you know, um, and then later leave my people by themselves? I mean, obviously the government will be there, his, his sergeants or, you know, whatever, they'll be there. But that's, in my opinion, that's not enough. You're the lead strategist of the country. How are you so calm by going over there? To me, it's just odd, you know. But I that's mean, there's just a lot of odd things about this guy, you know. That yeah, people, super. So people, people right now, all they're seeing is a, a president who picked up, you know, who has a, a vest on and out there in the front lines. You know, whether that be true or not, um, I do, I do respect that in any leader who's willing to step up to the front lines, right? But from what I'm understanding, the way they're treating people out there, regardless. Um, again, it comes down to the propaganda, right? He's not really the hero that they're being made out to be. He's not. Yeah, and that's and that's just the thing right there. I mean, I know you got all the notes for days on that one. <laughs> you don't even understand. <laughs> like, I, I, you don't understand. So, all right. So let's look at this issue a little bit more closely, okay? Because we're going to talk about that for sure. Give me a second. Because I'm telling you, I, I am dropping like nuke bombs on this fucking podcast, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's look at this issue a little carefully. So Putin has stated that he does not want war. 
His concerns are based on national security for Russia. Putin wants a negotiating process that could that should result in an agreement ensuring equal security for all, including Russia. So in his address, he says that he blames the West for fundamental threats, which irresponsible West politicians have created for Russia consistently, rudely, unceremoniously from year to year. And this is verbatim. I listened to his entire 30 minute address. So I'm looking at things from both sides because I'm trying to come up with a conclusion because there's too many mixed messages going on. So so basically he said that he is referring to the eastward expansion of NATO, which is moving its military infrastructure ever closer to the Russian border. Over the past 30 years, Russia has been patiently trying to come to an agreement with the leading NATO countries regarding the principles of equal and individual, indivisible sorry, security in Europe. He claims in response to his proposals, we invariably faced either cynical deception and lies or attempts at pressure and blackmail while the North American alliance continued to expand despite Russia's governmental protests and concerns. NATO's military machine is moving and uh, is approaching the Russian border. He's asking why is this happening and what is the explanation to Russia's interest and absolutely legitimate demands. He brings up the example of the bombing of Belgrade that came out without the UN's backing that NATO carried out in order to solve a humanitarian crisis which killed many civilians and went on for two months, among other examples involving Libya and Iraq. Putin also said that NATO promised no more expansion, not even by an inch, but the UN Council has deceived time and time again. So in December 2021, Russia has made another attempt to reach agreement with the US and its allies on the principles of European security and NATO's non-expansion. The US is ignoring their concerns and negating their interests. The People's Republic of Donbas has asked Russia for help using the context in accordance with Article 51, Chapter 7 of the UN Charter with permission of Russia's Federation Council and in execution of the Treaties of Friendship and Mutual Assistance with the Donetsk People's Republic and the Luhansk People's Republic ratified by the Federal, Federal Assembly on February 22nd, Putin made a decision to carry out a military operation. This is to protect people whom for eight years have endured humiliation and genocide and perpetrated by the Kyiv regime. To that end, they will seek to demilitarize and denazify Ukraine, as well as bring to trial those who perpetrated numerous bloody crimes against civilians, including citizens of the Russian Federation. They do not plan to occupy. Uh, what? I want to cut you off there for a second. So yeah. he said denazify. You know, yeah. I find that interesting because I have seen images pop up, right? So I heard, I keep hearing the term, you know, neo-Nazi pop up with this whole Ukraine situation. Saying, yeah. I believe it's That was the West. one of the things that was sticking yeah. out to me too. And the West side of, uh, I believe it's the West side of Ukraine, you know, um, West Ukraine. And I'm hearing this, I'm like, you know, it's kind of hard to take it serious because of what people have done in this country here in the States when it comes yeah. to the word, you know, when it comes to racism and neo-Nazis and all that stuff. So it's hard to That's take serious. That's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah, I agree with yeah. you on that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very That's hard to take serious. That's how I feel about serious. it too. But then you also see images pop up. And again, this could be more propaganda, right? Where mm -hmm. these Ukrainian um, soldiers are, let's say, paint. I've seen a picture, maybe three different people. I got to send them to you. Where... 
they drew swastikas and the SS on their actual helmets, right? Um, you know, there's claims supposedly where, you know, they were preventing black people from getting on the train. Now, again, these are not confirmed. I haven't read into these stuff that deep. They're Over just alle- allegations. Yeah. Um, and giving a hard time to, uh, I believe, Indian students as well. Now, I know they're, you know, they're making it difficult for a lot of people to leave because they want them to fight, right? So it yeah. could be just that. But um, there's a lot of dots starting to be connected. So, again, this is not 100% facts because I'm still looking at it, allegations. But I find it interesting that he says that. And then all these things are pop, just populating all over the media as well. Um, we can't trust the media, but this is coming from people, you know, like people that are physically there and at least allegedly <laughs> claiming this. So, yeah, yeah it, it's very interesting. It, it makes me wonder, you know, if, if that's really the case, then a lot of these people here are posting up that flag and saying, you know, I'm with Ukraine and all this other stuff. Yeah, I know we're, we're with the people of Ukraine and the people of Russia, right? I am as well because mm-hmm. it's not their fault. But let's look into why we're supporting these people because, you like, you might not know if this is true, you might really be behind neo-Nazis. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and not, and like, not what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, so basically what he said, um, to that end, they will seek to demilitarize and denazify Ukraine, as well as bring to trial those who perpetrated numerous bloody crimes against civilians, including the citizens of the Russian Federation. They do not plan on occupying Ukrainian territory or impose anything on anyone by force. He believes that Ukraine should be free and does not want to infringe on the Ukrainian people or Ukraine itself. They are acting in defense. He wants a peaceful resolve yesterday. He states that all soldiers should lay down their arms and go home. If they interfere with if they interfere with those interests, they will be faced with power unlike anything they have seen before. He also does state Russia has a powerful nuclear arsenal and has cutting edge technology. So that last warning was basically to any foreign interference. And you know, we see it now. I mean, there's uh he's put, you know, he put his uh, nuclear team on high alert, right? And that's a huge concern. That's a very huge concern. From what I understand, too, Belarus dropped their non-nuclear status and um, are allowing Russians to put nuclear, you know, nuclear arsenal over there as well. And it's like, man, if even one of these things go off, it's going to be such a huge problem everywhere, right? And you remember that you just mentioned as well how he's mentioned if anybody interferes, you're going to see stuff to the left you've never seen before. We just, I don't know if you know that, but today we just got news that we took, uh, we kicked out 12, I believe it is, um, Russian U- U- uh, United Nations uh, na- nationals. I don't know what you call them, but whatever, from the United Nations. Separatists? No, 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 no. They, they have a role. I forget what the role is, but it's 12 okay. of them from the embassy. Um, uh-huh. You can look oh, into that. Okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, just Google that real quick. Make sure I uh, get my facts right on that. But I know it was 12 of them. They're claiming to be espionage. Um and the guy that represents Russia on NATO came on TV and he was talking about how that's interference. So I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, what's going to be Russia's next move? Because they're on high alert with the nuclear weapons. And we're, we're definitely interfering. We're sending, you know, Europe is sending jet fighters. Uh, Ukraine just signed to become, you know, submitted the, the application to become part of the European uh, Union and a variety of other stuff. To me, that seems like interference. So what are your thoughts on the rollout? What might happen next? Because Putin says that he does not want war, right? Mm-hmm. But when you pull nuclear weapons out like this, I mean, what else? What what else does it mean? Yeah, you know, it's what like else what are other you message out? are you sending? Because that's a, yeah, exactly. I mean, a nuclear weapon is not just a bomb that 
will take a building on. A nuclear bomb will take <laughs> wipe out a whole neighborhood and more oh, neighborhoods. Yeah. So, and the people who are going to be affected mostly by this are going to be people who don't even want this shit to happen. Yeah. You know, so it's crazy. So what what are your thoughts on that rollout there with what you were saying? I mean, honestly, I, I completely I completely agree with you in the sense that like, OK, so if you don't want war, so what why are you talking about nuclear weapons? Um, but also in comparison to the situations that have happened before in terms of and I'm going to speak about this later. So it has to do a lot with the events that happened in 2014 in February um the basically it was it was a coup um by by the US by installing a European Union anti-Russian government inside Ukraine. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but he's basically talking about previous events that have led him to be so extreme. So like I said, there's so many things going on right now that I have no idea why now today he feels that nuclear power is necessary. That's where I'm trying to get at. And again, like I said, guys, I am neutral. I'm just trying to figure out the situation. I'm just trying to figure out like what the fuck is going on. And I'm trying to connect the dots and make sense of everything because nothing makes sense because you're saying, OK, you don't want war. But then later you're going to pull out the nuclear card. So really, like what what is going on? What's making you get there? Yeah. I mean, like, think about it, too. When they're talking about, you know, pulling away from the border, then they take those two regions. And what was the name they gave them? Uh -huh, a peace convoy? What was it? Do you remember? When they the first what? went into, like, Donetsk, they were calling them uh, something with the word peaceful. I don't know if you recall. Okay, so, again, Google that, guys. So, they weren't they weren't calling it an invasion. NATO was calling it an invasion, right? And, Wait, like now? You know, when the, no. the, before the invasion, the official invasion happened. Remember the they Russian took those, military operation? Yeah, no, but they gave it, it had a, uh, they used the word peaceful in that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now, and I'm gonna I, find. I think, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I just don't remember what they called it. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember too. I'll Google it in a minute. But um, when they took those two regions, you know, NATO, uh, Europe, and all in the USA was calling that an invasion. They weren't calling it an invasion. But then next thing you know, you and I spoke on the phone as this was developing. They just mm -hmm. started bombing all of Ukraine. They just went ham on Ukraine. So it's very hard because at the end of the day, we all know Putin is a piece of shit too. Mm -hmm. right yeah so we know lies are coming out of there as well so yeah it, it's just insane i'm gonna search that up actually so um so just to let you guys know putin has only two demands just only two and i don't know what you think ronnie i don't know to me they sound reasonable to me they sound reasonable i'm sorry just they, i mean a regular person okay they just sound reasonable so, so give me the two demands right now so he does not want military forces executing drills so close to the Russian borders. Makes sense. And number two, opposition to the West deploying missile systems near the Russian border. I'm sorry, that makes sense to me. It's reasonable because this is like right next to the country. Think about like if think about if we were in think about if we were in the same situation and then later Mexico was either doing this or for example Canada was doing this and they that's a that's a hundred percent concern if if Russia I mean not Russia if Canada was dropping bombs on its border right above you know let's say New York or uh, what's the other places Illinois all these states are are right there on where Canada's at um, 
that's a huge, huge concern. I mean, what are, what do you expect people to think? If I'm living in one of those states, I'm like, I hope that I could just drop bombs on us one day because they're just dropping it right on our border, you know? It, it's a huge concern. And the fact that, you know, he they I, we know for a fact that the West, us, U.S., our media machine, our evil media machine has been pushing a lot of this negative, <laughs> this negative rhetorics in order to push this conflict to happen. It's almost like we wanted this to happen. Well, not we, but our quote-unquote leaders wanted this to happen, right? Because at the end of the day, they don't give a shit about us or anybody for that matter. Yeah, they only give a shit about themselves, honestly. So, I mean... So let's so let's also take a look at the media all around covering this issue in Ukraine and Russia. So number 1, the picture that's going viral of President Zelensky going to fight with his military was from April of 2021 and I did verify this online. The advertiser had an article explaining the Ukraine president patrolling the border. I'm going to be honest, at first when I saw this, I thought it was admirable because me being in that position, that's exactly what I would do. I would not flee my country. I'd get a rifle and I'd start capping people straight up. I will definitely defend my land. I will defend my people because that's what a leader does. So I related to that. And of course, I posted that. But then I took it down immediately as soon as I kept on doing my research because I started seeing that these pictures were coming out and things weren't adding up, which in turn was the dates. So this also includes the picture of the mayor of Kiev. The mainstream media is spreading that narrative like wildfire on both sides. You're talking about like Fox. You're talking about CNN. You're talking about like all these places that they are actually showing these images as if this is what's happening right now. These are from April of 2021 when they were patrolling the border around that area. So also, um, because... Here's the thing. What do we know about President Zelensky anyway? That was also one of the things. Nobody knew um, nothing to, about him till now. No. So he used to be an actor and he was a comedian, which interestingly enough, the role was known for becoming president in The Servant of the People, which, by the way, he also produced, which is kind of odd. And it's, it's kind of weird. You know, why would you produce the show and then later you become president on it? So, I don't know. It's kind of odd. But anyway, um, he came into power in 2019. So his anti-corruption platform won him widespread support. He was a political novice. He was an outsider. So obviously that's what got him in there. Um, he did win by a landslide. Ukraine has dealt with immense corruption within its government at all levels for a very long time. So there is a PDF file, so you guys can look this up, and I'll post the link on the episode. It's www.files.ethz.ch forward slash ISN forward slash 91828 forward slash corruption underscore democracy underscore investment ukraine.pdf. So this is the by the Atlantic <laughs> Council. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be in the description. Yeah. But, you know, I just want to sound it out so everybody understands that this shit is legit and they could do it on the go. So, which is by the Atlantic Council of the United States, Corruption, Democracy, and Investment in Ukraine. So total monies that was invested in Ukraine by the U.S. is $3 billion to date. 
So Ukraine's ambition, ultimate goal is to join the European Union. But of course, to do that, their government has to not be corrupt themselves. In the summary, this report assesses the corruption in Ukraine. And this is actually from 2007. So this goes way back. They have a corruption in specific areas such as the economic sectors, judicial sector, executive and legislative branches, political corruption, private sector companies, investigating corruption within their media, by the way. This was concluded by the task force that was assigned to that. So interestingly enough, we're seeing all this propaganda and then openly these documents are saying that there's corruption within their media. So the Ukrainian people already, from articles that I've read, they distrust their government and they have made it known and they're very proud in distrusting their government, apparently. Um, so number two, the viral video of the Ukraine family where the father and daughter is crying as he sends his family off to the train while he's supposedly- Don't tell me that's fake. Fight. Yes, it Don't, is. Oh that, no, that made me no. so emotional. It did. It did. It tugged. It tugged at my heartstrings, too. But I'm like, no, 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 no. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. Oh, yes. Boo, hold on. I got the receipts. Hold on. I need to see this receipt because this shit, I'm (laughs) I'm about to get extra pissed off at this one. Dude, I got receipts for days for this episode. So the that footage was actually filmed when breakaway region leaders advised evacuation from Donbas with the mayor of Gorlovka in Donsk tweeting the video of the young girl being sent to Russia to seek refuge rather than fleeing their forces, which was reported by the Global Herald, among others. Yeah. Hey, no, no, get ready. <laughs> I got three more points. You got the Buckle you got up, the Spanish boo. to come out of me right now, bro. That's how you know that yo guys, man. Let me tell you, man. I lived in Latin America for a couple of years of my life, so whenever the Spanish comes out, know that's extra passion behind the shit, mother putos. <laughs> oh my god, dude, you don't even know. Buckle up, Buttercup. Oh um, shit, she just okay. What the fuck? So. <laughs> So the viral video showing Russian fighter jets being shot down. This was reported. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, you face. wait. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys can't see my face because I, I saw all this. I'm like, holy crap! And now I'm finding Dude, this out from face. her. So just your wait, face. just wait, just wait, just <laughs> just hold up, hold up. So is it the video where the jet fighter like one passes through, goes up, and the other one comes behind and launches a missile? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. What the game, madre? So, so the viral video showing Russian fighter jet being shot down. This was reported by the AP. The claim shows that the Ukrainian Air Force shooting down a Russian Air Force fighter jet in Kiev. This was false because the footage is from a video game, Digital Combat Simulator. A spokesperson named Matthias Tekmanski for DCS confirmed that it was their footage simulator and said they are not responsible for the content. Also, they do not endorse such content. Wait, that was a simulator? Yeah. That looks so fucking real. It did. Did you did you, did you watch you watched the video, right? Yeah. I'm hoping yeah, we talk about the same video. Because that video yeah. looks so legit. I'm like. Nah, I can't believe that's a simulator. It really is, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just in a. I'm just right now. The she's spokesperson just like, for the 
Jesus the spokesperson Christ. for the game um, thing came out. His name is Matias Sekmanski. That's and he crazy. confirmed it. Well, mm-hmm. you see, this this further explains the whole propaganda thing, right? Because I'm looking at this. Even myself, I'm caught a surprise with those two. I thought those were legit. You know, I saw other ones are fake. I haven't come around seeing those. So now being informed that those are not legitimate moments that are going on during the, the invasion, it's like, what what's the real agenda behind all this? Why Why are we pushing all this fake shit? Okay, what benefit is it to push all this? You, you understand what I'm saying? Like it's just fucking ridiculous, man. Because you're hitting you're hitting emotional places, not just with me with the you know the father letting go of the, of the daughter, but so many other people too, right? I just feel so, like people want to start a war. That's just how I feel. It, it's you know what it is, man. Like Andy Frisella actually even says it. These people don't give a fuck about none of us. Their mission is really just total, like you know, like total domination, right? Their oh, yeah. their agenda is not for the people. And they're going to push all the shit that moves forward, whatever the fuck they have in plan. And fuck the little guys. I'm dropping everything. I'm sorry. But um, my arms are too big. But it's just, it's insane. Like, they, what is the benefit? I literally just dropped, I have a couple of bullets there and it just fell over. Um, my big ass arms. But what is the benefit of this? I mean... It's just insane. It's just no, it's insane. it's crazy. Honestly, it's really hard for me to wrap my brain around that. But it's because these people count on our what's what's the word I'm trying to I wouldn't say tolerance, but it's our empathy towards doing good. And the fact that we wouldn't do stuff like that ourselves, that we don't necessarily think like people like that. And they count on that stuff. They prey on that. And it's working. They're so, you know what this reminds me? I keep bringing this up every situation, right? Remember, not last year, the year before last, uh, when Trump was still president, the whole conversation where, you know, the whole bleach thing happened. And oh, my God. how they turned that to make it seem like he's really encouraging people to drink bleach. And they were just saying all of these craziness. I'm like, dumb fucks. Just go to the White House website. And there you can find everything that was said, written out for you, you can highlight it. See that 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 wasn't the case. If you read the context, so, that wasn't the case. So there wasn't so there wasn't the same outrage for the tri- for the Tide Pods, but there was ex- ex- but there was crazy outrage for Trump talking about bleach. These were the hypocrisy is so stupid. It, it's crazy. It's insane, right? Because the thing is that again, they have an agenda, right? There is an elite set of people out there who don't give a shit about us. Okay, their goal is to do all the shit that's going on, right? So they're going to want to push any rhetoric they can that's going to further our division. Because how many people have argued over those situations and became more divided? We're giving them points. All these things going on, like with Ukraine, Russia, uh, you know, from the elections to variety of other stuff, it's all for create greater division. Imagine, let me put this in perspective, right? Imagine, Catherine, if every single person that you know personally was maybe not 100% on the same page on belief systems, but 100% on the same page that we need to face. We we have a common enemy. Okay? What would the world, what would the world look like if we all came to that same mindset? You know, that mindset of, like, we have a common enemy here. We need to work together to push these fuckers back. 100%. Like, and here's the thing, guys, 
I'm I'm gonna say this for y'all who wanna unfriend people for not thinking the same as you, for having different opinions <laughs> other than verga. you. I'm sorry. Huh? No. <laughs> exactly. hundred percent. Go just, go eat a dick. I, a, I don't a, care. <laughs> that was worse than what I said. I had an itch in my throat. <laughs> oh no, I said it like with a straight face and everything, son. Go eat a dick. Okay? Because you are some of them might the like problem. that, so it's just people are fucking stupid. And people have such an ego that they can't really handle being wrong or even if they're not wrong, having a conversation with other people because having conversations, that's how we fix things. We've lost that as a country and that needs to stop. We need to go back to having conversations. You know, we all have common ground in some way, shape or form. We may not agree on everything, but that's what America was founded on different beliefs. Okay. That's where that's how we've been able to advance in everything that we've advanced today as a human species and as a country. You know, we you have know? we have such a success. Well, we we have a very, you know, a, a successful way of living, right? In this country opposed to many other countries, if not any other country. And the fact that it's being jeopardized right now and we're allowing it, it's insane, right? Because yo, again, these people don't give no fucks about us. Not one shit about us. Okay, and if we're out here just unfriending each other or cursing each other out, like the other day, you know, on Twitter, I got into a debate with somebody. They just called me a fuck. Like, you fucks are not gonna do this. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like how how's how's that getting your point across? I'm not out there in Twitter calling you a piece of shit. I'm not out there in Twitter calling you a fuck. I'm out there in Twitter. If I'm disagreeing with you, I'm gonna make the statement. You know, and if you disagree with that, you could say it too. But to call somebody a fuck or a friend them or it's all this because they stuff, already lost the argument. That's what it is. And that's so exactly. And you know what? To personal insults because they're Look, retarded. If I lose an argument, I'm about to suck it up, suck my pride up, and everything. Just tell you, you know what? I yeah, don't just know. admit you're wrong, and that's and it. Wrong. You move on. You learn. That's it. But if you can't get yourself to do that, you either need to grow the fuck out of that. And if you don't, if you acknowledge that you do that and you're refusing to grow out of that. Two simple words for you. Fuck you. Shut up. Because you're the problem. Right? It it is terrible to know that you're doing something that's wrong and keep doing it purposely. Alright? There's there's a special place for people like you. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, for so like sure. Catherine said, eat a eat a dick. It's a sentence, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. And listen, anybody, anybody else that asked me that, I have no shame. Oh, Catherine, did you say that? Oh, absolutely. I said <laughs> what I actually said was go eat a dick. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Catherine, That's... Catherine is the type to actually pull out a piece of paper, write it out <laughs> with a fucking permanent marker, put it in your face. Be like, okay, let me read that real quick. Make sure you understand it this time. <laughs> Dude, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't stand myself sometimes. But anyway, so number four, oh, um, Miss Ukraine holding a supposed rifle. We were talking there about you go. this. We were just beginning. talking about that. The BB gun, not a rifle, the BB gun. Dude, yes. it's, I looked at that. I'm like, holy shit. Wait, she, what is she doing with a rifle like that in an Amazon sling that's like 15 bucks? Because I've seen that sling on Amazon. And I'm looking further into it. I'm like, wait, something's wrong with the boat carrier. And I looked further deep into it. I'm like, what the fuck is a little glass piece in front? Maybe for glare? I don't know. It was just so strange to me, right? It was so strange to me. I'm like, nah, something's not right about this. 
And as I was doing my research on that, lo and behold, that was an airsoft field. In fact, I think somebody had found a post, and in that post that she had that with that picture, you know, it was a hashtag airsoft. Now, I could be wrong on that. I just saw that on the internet. But um, I believe that was real because, again, you look at the rifle, that was not a fucking real rifle. I no, can tell you it, what a real rifle was. It was not. It was an airsoft. And you know that later she admitted that on her social media that it was an airsoft gun and that she was merely stating that the Ukrainian people were brave. So not that she was joining to fight. to fight. She later had to admit that. Yeah, not that she was joining to fight. It was just, I guess... It, propaganda. I guess like or that's what that's called, was, propaganda. You know, you know it's a yeah. big boost of morale, I can imagine, to the people of Ukraine seeing something like that. Right? But... Yeah, it's yeah, but then it, I think sure. it becomes discouraging after finding out afterwards that it's not true. Like, if I'm a soldier, I mean, I've never been to war. I've never been in the military. but So this is just pure based of assumption. If I'm a soldier and I see something like that, I'm like, yo, our people are getting ready too. Oh, let's go. But then if I find out it's a bunch of bullshit, I'm like, what the fuck are you guys pushing? Like, there's two legends out there right now. I don't know if you've heard. The Ukrainian Reaper and the Ghost of Kiev. Have you heard of those? Yeah, I've heard so of that. So I'm wondering, is yeah. that another piece of propaganda? Your morale booster? Or is that true? It is, because the Ghost of Kiev was uh, the Ghost of Kiev was actually linked to the Russian fighter jet. Yeah. They called they called the Russian fighter jet the Ghost oh, of Kiev. Oh, so Kiev, it wasn't a Ukrainian basically. jet. <laughs> <laughs> you see, and this is this is stuff that this is stuff that's just <laughs> trending. And people are like, sharing it, sharing it, sharing it. And I refuse to share it just because of that <laughs> bullshit. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to share this because I, I call cap until I know it's really true. Uh, until I know there's really a Ukrainian out there fucking badass just flying through shit, shooting these other jet fighters down. And then the other video, as a matter of fact, here's the best thing about all this, right? That video <laughs> that you said that's not real of the jet fighter shooting down the other jet fighter. When I saw that, I was like, I wonder if that's yeah. the ghost of Kiev. Clearly, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm telling you. And first of all, those fighter jets, I don't think that they would be they they would be fighting so close. I well, think it would be no, from like much no, no, no. farther they, distance. They would be pretty tight. I mean, I've seen, I, I love watching videos of like, you know, the trainings of dog fighting and stuff like that, which that's why I thought it was mm -hmm. real. You know, I'm like, okay. And yo, I'll tell you what, man. If that that was a similar those graphics, holy shit! I need that in my computer. <laughs> I, want, uh, I need that in my computer because yo, it looked like you could just walk out on that road. I mean, that thing was that thing looked real. <laughs> so, so for you, Ronnie, um, it's from the video game Digital Combat right, Simulator. Right Digital so for Combat you. Simulator. So, uh huh. All right. So then also um, the last thing. So mainstream media outlets, both American and Ukraine, Ukrainian, both using the same script in terms of language feels as it's copied and posted. Then Russians reporting no casualties. How can you not have casualties? So for so, for example, for people that don't that didn't see any of that. So it says in one report. So it says Ukraine obliterates check-in special forces with 56 tanks, top general killed. Um, okay, Russian troops, this is by the Daily Mail. Russian troops enter Ukraine's second city of Kharkiv and fierce fighting breaks out after Putin was said to be raging at stalled invasion. 
Ukrainians obliterate Chechen special forces, column of 56 tanks outside of Kiev, and kills top general. So this one was actually from a Russian outlet that says no casualties among Chechen members of Russian Guard unit involved in Ukraine operation. A Chechen unit of the Russian Guard involved in the special operation in Ukraine has not sustained any losses. Head of Czechia, Ramzan Kidarov, said this on his Telegram channel. Some are saying Chechens are surrendering and some are saying a lot of our soldiers have been killed. I am telling you officially, we don't have a single casualty at the moment. Not a single man has been injured. Not even a scratch. Nobody has even caught cold, Kadrov said in a video posted on his Telegram channel. There are good achievements and results. Our National Guard members have taken an operative brigade of the Ukrainian National Guard. There's a lot of armored hardware, munitions, and weapons there. There have been three armed clashes, but no casualties. We've taken this asset of the brigade, he said. So there's always three sides to a story, guys, their side, your side, and the truth. So that's exactly why we're doing this, because we really want to piece together everything that's going on and make sense of all this information. So I think, like, why all the propaganda, you know? So what what do you think about all this, Ronnie, of everything I just said so far? See, it, it just this <laughs> is why I hold so much skepticism with anything that shows up. I mean, I don't take the whole situation light because the situation is bad. Uh, it's it's gotten to the point of yeah, of threat, course. Right? But it's a definite. It's definitely evidence that you know. Hold on a second. It's very evident that we can't believe anything in the media is just simply just saying right because it's a load of crap that's being fed to us in order for us to believe a particular rhetoric, um, and back things are just not good. Okay, I mean when I heard when I heard the what's the, how you pronounce them again the Chetans Chetkins. <laughs> When they were saying, you know, them uh, um, arriving over to Ukraine, right at the back, they were talking about the murder of a, of a top general, I believe, correct? Um, and then that came out to be mm -hmm. not true. Actually, matter of fact, to even push that further, remember the 13 soldiers that got, that got killed um, on Snake Island for saying, you know, Russian ship, fuck you or fuck off? Okay. Apparently, they're alive. Did you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so apparently oh, that they're alive. So, it, again, another piece where it's like, what the fuck are you guys feeding us? I feel like it's instigation. Like I said, I feel like a war is trying to be instigated. So, I mean, look at look at Hunter Biden at all the stuff that he has going on in Ukraine. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. So here's the thing, guys. For four years, we have had peace. Okay. We have not been in an endless war. You know, we we were winning, man. So I want to talk a little bit, bit about the foreign policies because there's just a lot of people that talk so much shit without even knowing. Especially, like I said, we were at peace for four years. Trump actually had peace in the Middle East. He was not he was nominated for a Nobel we Peace Prize. We definitely didn't have no nuclear war um, like for, this one. It's crazy. None that. So, you know, I, I, I'm really, I'm just kind of really sick and tired. And also people are blaming oh, Trump for this man. because I don't understand Let why we you even blame on, Trump for this. On, I'm sorry, but so I have to mention this, right? It is sickening to see on Twitter the amount of people, and majority could be bots, right? But it doesn't seem like a lot of them are. Mm -hmm. the, the amount of people that are like, Republicans are backing 
Russia. Republicans are backing Putin. Uh, Trump yeah. is sucking, you know, uh, Putin's cock and all this other stuff. I'm like, bro, nobody that I know who's a Republican influencer or whatever it is supports either one. And if they do so. But you know why they're doing that? Tell me. But you know why they're doing that, right? Because Trump officially announced that he's running mm. for 2024. How are they going to make this guy That's look a good even point. worse than he already does by involving That's a him very with Russia? Good point. That's a very powerful point. They haven't been able to incriminate this guy for January 6th for yeah. the supposed quid pro um, Ukrainian phone call, which I am going to talk about that as well. They haven't been able... He's been acquitted on everything. These people Two haven't been right able there to that get you him. You just mentioned that bother me to this fucking day. Okay, I'm gonna start with the January 6th part. January 6th happened. All right, many of us didn't agree that it should have never gone to those extents, but even if it did, at least it wasn't a summer of love, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> uh, and on top of that, the fact that we have Dude. American citizens held as prisoners in this country, marked as terrorists because of January 6th, what the fuck is going on? That, yo, I, that's that's First one of those all, things like, that's been irking the life out of me. Okay. Dude, for real, like, I don't even understand how it's an insurrection. Like, these people bitching, I'm pretty sure they didn't even look at the whole thing. These people were let in the Capitol. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a whole bunch. Like, these people were just Bro. walking in. These people were walking in. I saw videos of them just casually walking in, so I don't understand. I did see, I I did see aggression happening, but there were there were agitators there. Even some people from BLM were there. And Antifa. So it was like pay, paid agitators. So. And, but um, on top but of that, anyway. hold on. Sorry. Because on top of that, now no, going to the Ukrainian phone call with Trump, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And no how worries. they were trying, they were going on a witch hunt to impeach him for the whole situation. Um, and I listened to, you know, I was listening to the mm -hmm. cases as they were being brought up. And, yo, a lot of these people who were brought on as, you know, um, witnesses or whatever. They weren't really witnesses, bro. They were just they were just spewing a bunch of bullshit, and you could see it all over the fucking face. So the problem with that situation there becomes oh, yeah. that nobody's been held accountable in that whole situation. We waste a lot of tax dollars holding a phony, you know, court case, right, or hearing, and uh, who's been held accountable? Who? It's a bunch of no bullshit, way. right? It's a yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. It is. And it's just like, dude, they want to do everything in the power to, you know, destroy this man. And this man is just can't be destroyed. He's still very relevant. It's been two, it's been what, yeah. two years now? Because exactly. he's not corrupt. You know? And again, you know, yeah. like him or hate him, don't mind. You guys might not like his personality. That's whatever. That's up to y'all. Uh, but the man's policies were doing much better than what we see now. Okay, and people will try to argue that because I've seen a lot of people try to argue his policies. But let me tell you something, man. From 2016 to 20, you know, during his presidency, life life did not feel like it's good. feeling right now. Because I'm pretty fucking pissed off the way I'm feeling right now. Yep, Trump may have hurt y'all feelings, but Biden is hurting your pockets and exactly. your freedoms. So. So, um, all right. So let's talk about Trump's policies and what actually did work. So there's a lot of people obviously talking a whole bunch of shit that they can't even name one thing that Trump has done or the Trump hasn't done. They just only name stuff that's like from the media. So, but if you do your research guys, okay. So 
The Washington Post, David Ignatis, hopefully I said his last name right. So, for example, he even had to admit that Trump hit a home run with a deal that he helped negotiate for Israel and the United Arab Emirates to normalize diplomatic relations. This was, as he tweeted, a huge achievement, Ignatis wrote. It is viewed as an icebreaker that could open the door to other countries such as Bahrain, Omar, and Morocco opening diplomatic relations with Israel. Trump will go down as perhaps the most consequential president in terms of the Middle East in American history. He's not only has stitched together this deal, he's gotten Israel and Saudi Arabia to cooperate on operations against Iran. He became the first president ever to fly from Radi to Tel Aviv. He has defeated ISIS, moved the U.S. Embassy to, to Jerusalem, and taken out Qasem Soleimani, the Iran major general whose Islamic Revolutionary Guard cops is responsible for the deaths can, can I, of hundreds of Americans Can I bring something up in, in regards Korea. to that? I know I keep in, in, interjecting in all these things. Yeah, but, hold on. Uh, yeah, hold right on. Let me, let me finish this, though. As, as opposed to the disappearing red lines of the previous administration for using chemical mm -hmm. weapons on his citizens. And it's... You can go. You see, that's, that's the shit that pisses me off, right? Because remember when he was killed? All I saw on social media <laughs> was people... Oh, my we're God. So we're so sorry. <laughs> we live in a terrorist you know, regime. We're on a, we're on that was Rose dictator. McGowan before Not, she got red you know, killed. Hitler's the president or fucking, you know, pray for Iran, like, motherfuckers, this mother, this, this motherfucker that was killed was a true piece of shit, he deserved to burn in that shit, he deserved every ounce of it, okay, he was, he was, every ounce many of it, times many over, times over, he's responsible for many the times over, in fact, I would say that was just too nice for him, okay, because he was a true piece of shit, so, for those who were defending him, all right, and, and constantly falling into that same trap, like, sure, I'll just fuck you at this point. Because, again, if, if like, at what point are you going to, you know, I was talking to a buddy, right? I'm sorry if I seem a little scattered with this, but I was talking to a buddy, and I was telling, I was telling him this, right? I'm like, dude. No, go for it. Everything we do influences what happens, okay? S meaning, if we're not involved in elections, if we're not involved on the say of what's going on, then they have more power. Okay, the way to remove power from these people is to have us as a people, we the people, assemble, okay, and put our foot down. And in some scenarios, we have to, we might have to get more aggressive than others. That's just the truth, right? But people refuse to do that and just want to trust on the headline on Facebook or Instagram and end up supporting terrorists like the one that was killed over there, or end up posting a flag and not know, not even know where the country is located. Yeah, most of these people can't even tell Yo, you. Yeah, it is insane, bro. It is insane. And it, it bothers me because, man, you know, there's a lot of twisted, there's a lot of twisted mindsets to a lot of things in this world. And people need to start waking the fuck up. You know, Andy says that all the time. Yeah, people need to wake the fuck up. He is very, he is very right. Y'all need to start waking the fuck up. Because if you don't, it is clear that we're going to lose this country. As a matter of fact, I don't recognize this country most of the time anymore. I really don't. No, I don't. This is not the America that I grew up in. This is exactly. the illusion of you freedom. Know, and, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And it comes down to, like, when when the fuck are people going to start saying, yeah, this is enough? Like, we need to do some shit about it. Like, me and Catherine, we're doing this podcast because we want to reach people and get people educated on the subjects that's going on, okay? And encourage people to do something about it themselves. 
right? To stop supporting terrorists like she had mentioned that was killed, that needed to be killed. Okay, stop supporting bullshit like that. And start support. You know, Catherine, I know this is, again, a little off topic, but on topic, right? Let me ask you something. Why is it a problem nowadays for people to display pride, American pride? Why is it a problem? Like, you know, I told somebody today, because they were talking about, you know, a, a place that they represent, but they never really been to, or the country hasn't even done shit for them. And I'm like, yo, you were born here, you were raised here, all your opportunities were here, you school here, everything. Why don't you represent the place that has given you these opportunities, opposed to a place you don't know much about at all? You know, like, I give, I give props to Ecuador, because I grew up in Ecuador. My childhood was there, but... The priorities are fucked up here. So to to your point, the one that's just this is crazy. No, a hundred percent. Like everywhere that you look, and you know, to answer your your previous question, I mean, everywhere you look, people are like, "Oh, I'm from Spain. Oh, I'm from Italy," but they were born here. That's what You're I'm American. saying. You may have descent. You yeah. You may have Italian descent. You may have had Cuban descent, but um, you're American. So the reason why I believe that people are having such an issue is because I think that it's a tactic to dilute the American culture. I think it's um, it's to erase the American culture, because if you don't believe in our values, in our culture, in our country, what we stand for, what this country stands for, what this country was built on, what are you fighting for? It's a lot easier to conquer a country with its people hey, hey, that are lost. Yeah. You know, you can't conquer you know? a country like ours just by simply trying to invade it. I mean, there's so many guns in this fucking country. <laughs> Good luck to anybody, right, who would try to. And so the best way to do it is destroy the nation from within. And that's what exactly what's going on. Because, like, yo, like, you know, I could go rock an Ecuadorian flag. Again, I lived there for a big portion of my life, and I don't talk about it much. But I am grateful to a lot of aspects that I've learned from over there. Over there and I do have pride. I watched him play soccer the other day, um, and I was, like, hyped. I was, like, yelling and all this other stuff, right? Because that's still there. But at the end of the day, this country gave me the opportunities that country don't give me. Or give people, right? This country gives me securities that that country does not give me. So, of course, I'm going to be more grateful to the country that's giving me those opportunities and the freedoms that other places won't. But people don't fucking see that because they're brainwashed. They don't see that because they've been conditioned to believe a particular way, okay? Opposed to see the blessings that's right in front of them. And again, it goes to the whole subject we're talking about. Where does it start with? The media. The, the media is the, is the enemy of the people. Guys, wherever you go, Cuba, they wave the American flag. Venezuela, China, they wave the American flag. Australia waves the American flag, even in China. Why? Because even in the worst times, we are seen as a beacon of hope, of freedom, of liberty, the pursuit of happiness doing whatever the fuck you want and taking control of your future. Come on. We are a symbol of come freedom. On. And that's the problem. And we're losing that. And we can't continue to allow this to get lost. We can't. You know, when, when people, when their attacks come on the Second Amendment, it's not taking rights away from gun owners who just love guns. No. 
is taking away a means of protection and a means to fight back tyranny in a government. That's what our Second Amendment is for. A lot of these countries don't have that. Cuba, they fight with sticks and stones. Venezuela, they don't have guns to fight back with, right? Most of these nations do not. We do. And we're allowing our rights to be infiltrated for so many different directions that we're going to start replic- we're going to start reflecting what those nations have, and that's not good. They raised those flags for a reason, our flag for a reason. We're like she said, we're a beacon of freedom, a hope where we represent freedom. The fact that Canada got on before us and stood the ground on the whole convoy kind of blew me off because I'm like, man, I see them now right now as the as the beacon of, of freedom and all this other crap, you know. And we're here just drinking, eating. Well, Thai pots is outdated, but what's the next big thing we're doing right now? That's pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, TikToks. yo, TikTok. You know what I've learned about TikTok? <laughs> Okay, and this is very important what? to all we're saying, the propaganda and all this stuff. When it comes to TikTok, and I, again, this is just something I heard in another podcast. I haven't confirmed it to be true, but I'm going to research it, and I'm going to confirm it on here because it's very important. Apparently, other countries like, let's say, China, when it comes to the algorithms or the way that it works, like the content that's distributed, um, in other countries, they distribute content that's more informative, more that, that teaches people, right? Like engineering and fucking science and math and shit like that. But when you look at the content that is distributed out here, <laughs> like, yo, I won't run, man. I've caught myself spending a lot of time in front of that screen cracking up. Like, it's funny as hell. But it stops me from doing other productive things that I need to be doing. And I need to cut that out, right? And I have cut that out. So that's that's a whole nother propaganda machine there as well, bro. Listen, there's a reason why they want you to consume. They want you to be fat, lazy, stupid, and incompetent. Talk about it. So this all serves their agenda. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I'm going to end up reading the book, um, The 2030 Agenda by Klaus I Schwab. I haven't heard much, much about it, but I've heard it come up in uh, actually two podcasts. Yeah, I'm going to read that shit. I found it on eBay. What, it's nowhere what exactly to be found, is it about? And I found it on eBay. So basically, they're talking about mm. propaganda, hyperinflation, um, division, racism. What are we experiencing So now? much shit that, you know, my, <laughs> my brother. <laughs> and I don't know much about it, so I'm not going to continue talking about it. But I'll let you guys know in a further my, episode my what I read. But I'm just saying I'm going to read this. At this point, I'm open to anything. I, I'm I'm just gonna explore like what's going on because these people they, they don't, don't hide their beliefs. They're Ronnie. sick. They don't. They and out I, in the I open. S- they say it, and people are so dumb that they're like, oh, they're just no, joking. they're hundred percent. No, they're serious. not, bitch. Yeah, you know, I was no, hearing this video. Where I think his name is Matt Walsh. You ever heard of Matt Walsh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's he's cool as fuck. He was I, he was I talking about um, you know trans <laughs> transgenders in front of a transgender in the conversation. You saw. Yes, I remember. I saw the video. You need to refer to me as yeah, handsome and brilliant. That's the one. That is the one. And I'm like, yo, he's not wrong though. <laughs> like, I don't know much about Matt Walsh because I really he's haven't not. heard of Matt Walsh. But for like a full first time actually hearing him speak for more than like five minutes, I'm like, yo, he's not wrong. Like that. That's that's a fact, bro. You know. Again, goes back to what I was saying. Our priorities in this country are fucked up right now, and we need to get this. We need to get this right. If people were to just get out their fucking, their ass out their head, right, and start looking at our Constitution and realize that it applies to every single person in this country, 
And that if we were to apply our, you know, what's there in our rights, okay, and stand up for ourselves, this country could be so much more. We could not only could we save the direction that this country is going on, but we could we could literally influence the the entire world in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. But it just comes down to people. Listen, if if we lose this country, there's literally yeah. no place. To I mean, go. where where's you know people are gonna be like, no oh, I'll just go. go over here, or oh, just go over there. Okay, cool. They're all gonna face the same issue at some point, right? We have we have a yeah, document here that that's meant for us to enforce to ensure that we are living a life of liberty, okay, liberty and joy. But as long as we dismiss that, pay no mind to it, care less about it, or anything else of that sorts, we're gonna find ourselves in a place where, <laughs> again. We're gonna look back and we're gonna be like, man, I wish, I wish I would have done more. You know, don't be the what if person. Really, For don't real. be the what if person. And that's what a lot of people are becoming right now. So, um, so then later to talk about the rest of the foreign policy that has worked on, with our country with the previous administration. So he has withdrawn from the disastrous Iran deal and stopped sending plane loads of cash to the world's leading state sponsor terrorism. And he has begun to withdraw U.S. troops from Afghanistan and Syria. And in the Middle East peace plan, his son-in-law the advi- and advisor, Jared Kushner, has developed is said to be the best hope for resolving the Israel-Palestine conflict since at least Oslo. And that's just the Middle East. In this hemisphere, President Trump has withdrawn the U.S. from the disastrous NAFTA deal and replaced it with the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade deal, which opened new markets for the U.S. farmers and manufacturers and encouraged the return of manufacturing jobs to the U.S., he has convinced Mexico to place 27,000 soldiers on the southern border to prevent caravans of immigrants from traveling through Mexico to the U.S. border, easing the strain on our border and saving enough money to finance wall construction. So in a sense, Mexico is paying for the wall. He has forged new and stronger relationships with not only Mexico, but Brazil, whose president won because he was the most Trump-like candidate in the race, as well as Guatemala and others. President Trump has taken on China like no one before and no one running against him for president could hope to. He investigated China for unfair trade practices related to technology transfers, intellectual property theft and stealing American innovations under the Trade Act. He was he also charged China before the World Trade Organization with discriminatory licensing practices. President Trump has stood up to all the forced theft China inflicts on American firms and then some. He has negotiated an interim trade deal with the Chinese, one of which obligated the Chinese to buy rice from the U.S. He walked away from a phase two deal because he held the Chinese accountable for not living up to their terms of the first deal. He placed 25% tariffs on $250 billion worth of Chinese products, which made him less competitive, which made them less competitive in the U.S. and forced pressure on Beijing to reform. But thanks to strong economic policies, unemployment and inflation were very low before the pandemic. So Chinese firms, not American consumers, paid the costs of these tariffs. And that streak of light you no longer see above the Sea of Japan is the end of North Korea's previously rather regular missile threats to its neighbors and to the U.S. The president went where no president has gone before to North Korea and also has held two summits with North Korea's leader. They didn't produce an agreement, but they did produce an understanding and the world is a more peaceful, less anxious 
place because of it. And lastly, um, Europe, in Europe, the president has strengthened our allies and stood up for our values. He insisted that all members of NATO meet their defense spending commitments because these motherfuckers didn't want to pay. America was paying for this shit. And the head of NATO, Jen Stoltenberg, has said the organization is in as good of a shape thanks to this as it has been in a long time. He is accused by the left of kowtowing to Russia's Vladimir Putin, but the opposite is more accurate. The president scored a major military victory over a group of Russian soldiers fighting in Syria. He also achieved energy independence for the U.S., which means we control our fate on energy prices and the world supplies have reached a surplus. Earlier that year, world oil prices dipped below zero briefly, and then they remained historically low. Russia, which relies on energy for influence in Europe and cash reserves for Moscow, has deeply been wounded by America's assertion of energy dominance. So Biden right now lifted the sanctions on Russia's pipeline. So and they killed our Keystone pipeline. So I mean, okay. look at all of that. So now I mean, gas again, is insane. That, that was that was a pretty big breakdown of all that Trump has done. Right. So. We see a lot of the rollbacks going on with this administration, and we're seeing the repercussions from it. It's clear. It's evident. I mean, it's, it's not hard to miss, right? And people still want to go off and blame Trump's mm-hmm. policies for the shit that's happening now. And I'm like... And, and I'm, that's, what, that's what I'm right getting now. Like, at. That has I'm like, nothing to do with anything. I'm like, you, you, do you guys hear what you're saying? You know, like, oh, you know, Ukraine invasion, he, he gave it to him in the silver platter, or would have given them... Give it to them in a silver platter. Well, he was president for four years. What happened to Ukraine then? They waited. They waited for for Trump to get out the office for a reason. Okay, and it wasn't cut. Yeah, and it wasn't because oh, yeah. he was going to hand it to them. Definitely wasn't that. You know, so to see the rollback of it and us not paying for it and going to pay for it more because they stated as well that Americans are going to pay for it. <laughs> like, it it's mind boggling. It's fucking mind-boggling. No, it's it's insane. And, I mean, guys, so here's the thing. You have also the, the Ukrainian president scandal impeachment call and the Senate documents investigation into Burisma, which the Ukraine president um, for anti-corruption campaign promise was, at, was anti-corruption. So how come that he has let this matter go, you know, without, without consequence in his country, you know? So that's like one of the things that actually, that actually mind boggles me also. So this is where I'm coming from too. It's like, okay, so what are we really doing by helping Ukraine? Are we helping investments? I mean, are we actually going there? Because, you know, like we, I mean, are we actually helping the Ukrainian people because we want to listen? I don't want to send American lives to get killed over greed. It's not going to happen. I mean, people, and you have like these dumbass celebrities. No, you have these dumbass celebrities saying, Oh, we should go and Dude, fight Ukraine. You know no, they, they're we actually supplying right, rifles to people. Fine, exactly, you should fly fine. over you, there. If you feel that strong about it, right. If you really feel like man, we need to go over there and fight and fight and fight. Cool. All right. Well, you got you got a lot of money, right? And this is going towards this. I'm, I'm speaking to, to the celebrities in this, right? You got a lot of money. Um, I'm sure you can find your way into Ukraine, grab a rifle and, and fight. Matter of fact, 
I just did it through skimming um, earlier today. So it wasn't like something I read. Um, just a headliner. So, you know, there's always more details in there. But they were talking about uh, Zelensky mentioning something along the lines of uh, accepting foreign fighters and the Ukrainian government will back them to fight the Russians. Okay. So if that's a truth, if that's something that's true, then what are you guys waiting for? Fly your ass over there and go fight. We're not going to, why should we send these soldiers when most of us don't even want to be over there, period? You know, if you feel so strongly about it, take that flight. No. Go, go join they, Steven. <laughs> go join Steven Seagal. Yeah. Over there. So basically, so basically, <laughs> you, what you, have, you heard about that? Oh, yeah. So basically, yeah. what they mean, yeah, I did. I did. And basically, what they mean is we, as in somebody else, risking their life for their beliefs. So put your money where your mouth is. Get a rifle. Get familiar with it. Start killing people over there. If that's how you start killing Russians, if that's how you feel, go. They're actually letting you. If you go through Poland, if you actually go through Poland, they're actually going to let you um, fight for them and they're going to give you a rifle. So you can look that up because they actually gave instructions on how to do that. So, um, but no American lives. There you go. Sorry. There you go. Just like that. Um. So, so, so really quick, I mean, like the last couple of um, pieces that I really want to go over. Um, so we're looking at the... Hunter Biden, Burisma and Corruption. So the impact on the U.S. government policy and the related concerns. So I'm going to post this link, guys, in the episode as well as another link I do want you guys to look into. Um, this is a lot of pages. Obviously, I'm not going to go through everything, but it is 87 pages. It is documents directly from the Senate, from the government. And this was an investigation under, um, obviously, the issues that um, the conflict of interest that was going with the fact that Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma, which is um, in Ukraine. So interesting. Here's a couple things. So on April 16, 2014, Vice President Biden met with his son's business partner, Devon Archer, at the White House. Five days later, Vice President Biden visited Ukraine, and he soon was after described in the press as the public face of the administration's handling of Ukraine. The day after his visit on April 22nd, Archer joined the board of Burisma. Six days later on April 28th, British officials seized $23 million from the London bank accounts of Burisma's owner, Mikola Zilovsky. 14 days later on May 12th, Hunter Biden joined the board of Burisma. And over the course of the next several years, Hunter Biden and Devon Archer were paid millions of dollars from a corrupt Ukrainian oligarch for their participation on the board. Where's the so, impeachment? Where's the impeachment for yeah. this? So, so shut up. Yeah. If, if yeah, you, where's the probe? Where's everything? But on. here's the thing. But here's the thing, though. Like, this investigation has taken longer than it should have because the concerns were brought up, but they have gone unaddressed. The impeachment, the, like, COVID, all that other stuff, according to the Senate, it was basically an obstruction of this of this investigation notice how it came um when the election took place but then later it fizzled away so yeah so what the chairman discovered the chairman that basically brought this to the attention um discovered during the course of this investigation 
is that the Obama administration knew that Hunter Biden's position on Burisma's board was problematic and didn't interfere with the efficient execution of policy with respect to Ukraine. Moreover, this investigation has illustrated the extent to which officials within the Obama administration ignored the glaring warning signs when the vice president's son joined the board of a company owned by a corrupt Ukrainian ogliarch. And as will be discussed in later sections, Hunter Biden was not the only Biden who cashed in on Joe Biden's presidency. So the key... Let me ask you this. Yeah. You, you know, so you did a bunch of breakdowns on a variety of stuff, right? On different subjects um, in this podcast. To me, this is like more than enough reason for us to start holding people accountable, sending people to jail, eliminating people from certain roles, and more. To what point do we keep tolerating this? You know what I'm saying? You, you get what I'm saying? To what point are we going to keep allowing this? Look, look, at this oh, yeah. look at this asshole son, Parmesan boy over here. Okay, all these dealings, selling artwork for mm-hmm. crazy amounts of money, you know, all this footage and, and images and, and stuff that comes out of his laptop with all this sickening stuff. At what point do we say enough is enough? Mm-hmm. I'm, asking, I'm asking you at this point. What point do we say enough is enough? We need to start holding people accountable. And the thing is that until people actually unite against the common enemy, which is the media and the corrupt politicians and push for change. This happens if you get involved in your communities, if you run for office, if you hold these politicians accountable, push for term limits, vet all these candidates that are going into the White House or, you know, or the Senate or Congress. Do they have your best interests at heart? What is it that, what is, what is their, what is their past? Like what companies are donating to them? What's their net worth? These are questions that we have to ask ourselves before we give these people our votes because they're gonna lie and talk a whole bunch of shit just to get your vote and then do nothing look what happened with blm and joe biden he said that he was gonna sit down with him never ended up doing it he used the black vote he doesn't give a shit he's a he's a liar he's been lying he's been in the senate congress whatever he's been in government for like 40 years if i'm not mistaken and he hasn't done shit and he has an atrocious racial record and it baffles me how BLM and all these other people are like, oh, my God, Joe Biden is not racist. Trump is so racist. Like these people do not do any research whatsoever. Like it, it makes absolutely no sense. Oh, if, if you ain't black, <laughs> you ain't if, black. You, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And like, he's who the fuck he says has that? Man, I'll tell you what, if Trump was to say even a quarter of the shit that this motherfucker has said, they would burn Build. <laughs> He'd be crucified. <laughs> they would drag him. They would drag him for days and years and eons, you know. And it's like, it's like, bro, like, you guys are letting this man get away with so much shit. And it's all the media. It's because the media is not pushing it as hard as they did with Trump. If they were to push this as much as they did with, uh, like, with Trump, I guarantee you they will hate this motherfucker too. I mean, it's funny though. Like, this, to be fair. The amount of people that are coming out right now, especially after this Ukrainian-Russian issue, that are, are questioning their vote and questioning who the president is now is incredible. So I do give them that. I'm like, okay, it looks like people are starting to come around more. So I know for sure, if, if this motherfucker wins again, because I've heard rumors that he's going to run for president again, uh, 
there's no way he's going to win. And if he does, yo, like, come on. Come on. It's, it's 100% cap. Like, <laughs> yeah, and now, and, they, and they're and they actually trying to push for Hillary yeah, that Clinton. Is, that is such actually. a bad move. But, but please, by all means, please use That her. is such a bad move. It, no, it is. No, no, no. It's great. It, it's fantastic. Please use Hillary Clinton because the majority of America hates her and they think that she's a criminal. She literally just got booed in New York, like liberal central <laughs> New York booed her and said lock no. her up. Like, be, like people yeah, hate You know her. what? The only Democrat that I've <laughs> seen thus far that was running for president that, you know, again, I'm, I'm not 100% like behind her. Like I will still vote for Trump over her. Um, or DeSantis, but you know, out of all the Democrats, is uh, uh no, oh my God, almost disrespected everything. I was about to say pillows, yeah, Tulsi Gabbard. Almost said Pelosi. <laughs> oh my God, my mouth burned with acid. Throw some acid. I on can't me. with uh, you. Not really, but yeah, no, uh, Tulsi, her, yeah, her. Uh, she is. She is she's fucking incredible. Yo, dude, you know what? In fact, if I, if you go to her Instagram, I watch her videos. I'm like, yo, I could just put her, my phone in a pillow. Like her voice is just so soothing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, not just that, she stands, she seems to be someone who stands firm to, you know, and it's just questions the system, questions what the Democrats are doing. Not only the Republicans, the Democrats as well. She seems very straight edge to some extent. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like she's the only Democrat that makes that literally makes sense in that insane asylum. Like, seriously, asylum. <laughs> I she's honestly the only one that makes sense. I, I still keep I still keep my I still keep my eye on. That's her, what I'm saying. Like I keep yeah. my eye on everybody because um, I because tr I trust nobody. But so far, but so far, I like it. I like what she, I like what she says. I like I like what she's what she's doing. So. We'll see if she continues the consistency. So we'll see. But you know, so you know far, I like what I, I see. You know what's one thing I like about her? her? So um, reputation is a big thing for anybody, right? Um, one of my favorite things is that multiple yeah. people, you know, podcasters who are influential people, people who, you know, have made names for themselves, they all bring up her name. And it's always positive things behind it. Oh, no matter, regardless of which side they are, too. It's not just from one side. It's coming from yeah, all true. like all sides from these people that I listen to independents, some Democrats, some Republicans, uh, some people who are liberal. They speak very well of her for the most part that I've seen, and that to me it's a huge. That says a lot. That speaks volumes. But you know what? I don't want to keep on going because we're coming to a short time here. So I know you still have some more stuff you want to go over because I could talk about Pelosi for another like half hour. Pelosi, oh, my Tulsi, oh my god like she's literally the crypt keeper's wife <laughs> um uh, it's been a long day guys it's been a Pelosi, long day guys that's what i'm saying like she's <laughs> the crypt keeper's wife bro uh, i don't know what it is it's just... <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god. god i can't look so yeah, so ahead. super quick so then later like yeah. i can send you to bed so and so ba <laughs> so basically <laughs> You have, okay, so in October 2015, senior State Department official Amos Hotchenstein raised concerns with Vice President Biden as well as with Hunter Biden that Hunter Biden's position on Burisma's board enabled Russian disinformation efforts and risked undermining the U.S. policy in Ukraine. Um, 
in so although Kent believed that Hunter Biden's role in Buris, on Burisma's board was awkward for all U.S. officials pushing an anti-corruption agenda in Ukraine, which, by the way, our investment so far is three billion. The committees are only aware of two individuals, Kent and former U.S. Special Envoy Coordinator for the International Energy Affairs, Amos Hotenstein, who raised concerns to Vice President Joe or, or his staff on Kent. Um, and then you have over here, Hunter Biden was serving on Burisma's board, supposedly consulting on corporate governance and transparency when Zelensky are allegedly paid a $7 million bribe to officials serving under Ukraine's prosecutor general, Vitaly Yurema, to shut the case against Zalevsky. Kent testified that this bribe occurred in December 2014, seven months after Hunter joined Burisma's board. And after learning about it, he and the resident legal advisor reported this allegation to the FBI. In addition to to the over 4 million paid by Burisma for Hunter Biden's and Archer's board memberships, Hunter Biden, his family and Archer received millions of dollars from foreign nationals with questionable backgrounds. Archer received 142,300 from Kang's Rakshiv of Kazakhstan per purportedly for a car the same day Vice President Joe Biden appeared with Ukrainian Prime Minister Arsimi Yanintz and addressed Ukrainian legislators in Kyiv regarding Russia's actions in Crimea. Hunter Biden received $3.5 million transfer from Elena Baturna, the wife of former mayor of Moscow. Hunter Biden opened a bank account with Gone Gwen Dong to fund $100,000 global spending spree with James Biden and Sarah Biden. Hunter Biden had business associations with Ye Zhenming, Gong Gwen Dong, and other Chinese nationals linked to the communist government and the People's Liberation Army. Those associations resulted in millions of dollars in cash flow. And Hunter Biden paid non-resident women who were nationals of Russia or other Eastern European countries and who appear to be linked to an Eastern European prostitution or human trafficking ring. So it's interesting because on his laptop, he based, there was basically a picture with him yeah, and like a bunch I've of prostitutes. And, and they look, some of them look fuck. young, like real young. So. Oh, yeah. Listen, you did you hear about Jeffrey Epstein? One of his associates died by suicide in the prison in Europe. Say that again. Sorry, you, I lost you there. So, um, did you hear that one of Jeffrey Epstein's associates died by a supposed oh, yes. suicide in Actually, one of the I European did hear that. prisons? <laughs> I did hear that, and I was like, I, I'm not oh, surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised whatsoever. You know. I mean, it's a whole mess of stuff. And the fact, again, it comes mm -hmm. back to what I was saying, right? That how is it that this president is still the sitting president at the moment with all this stuff that, are, that is coming out about him? And there's evidence to prove a lot of it. Oh, you know, that's his son. That's not him. Well, how do you expect him to run the country if he can't control his son? I mean, if you look at Trump, again, not perfect, but we definitely didn't have crack pipes and prostitutes in the conversation when it came to his kids. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah it, exactly. It's insane. It's insane. Exactly. But you know what, guys? Go on. So, 
So, I mean, lastly, one of the things that I did want to talk about before I go into that, it's one of the last things, but basically this is called the HSGAC Finance Report Final. And again, I'm going to put it in the link. It is 87 pages, but it is worth the read. Um, so obviously I'm not going to go over all of that stuff, but that's basically the probe that's been going on and the investigation that's been going on and basically just tying it back into this whole issue with Russia and Ukraine what's really going on, you know? So just think about it that way, be informed and read all that stuff. And then, you know, let, let us know what you think. But I, I personally think it's worth listening to all this information and connecting all the dots because obviously something. If you guys get anything up. from so, this podcast. One of the last on. things. Yeah. So one, one of the last things that I did want to talk about, because you know how we said at the beginning of the show, how, um, Putin was very extreme, obviously, in his demands and the reason why he wants what he wants. I mean, listen, his, like the extremism, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. What I meant with the extremism was the whole nuclear threat that he was saying. Um, his demands were very simple. He just doesn't want um, basic drills going on, obviously, in the Russian border. And then he also is he has opposition to the West deploying missile systems near the Russian border, which is completely reasonable in my opinion. Um, so here's, so here's a piece I found and it's on modern diplomacy. It's a European article and it's, it basically says how and why the U S government perpetrated the 2014 coup in Ukraine. So basically what they're saying is that the government was overthrown and in 2014, and basically installed an anti-Russian hateful government, basically, is what it was. So this will, so the, okay, so this will document, I'm going to read a little bit of it, and I'm going to post the link on the episode as well. You guys really need to read this. So this will document that the new Cold War between the U.S. and Russia did not start as the Western myth has it. With Russia's involvement in the breakaway of Crimea and Donbas from Ukraine after Ukraine next door to Russia had suddenly turned rapidly hostile towards Russia in February 2014. Ukraine's replacing its democratically elected neutralist government in February 2014 by a rapidly anti-Russian government was a violent event which produced many corpses. It's presented in the West as having been a revolution instead of a coup. But whatever it was, it certainly generated the new Cold War, the economic sanctions and NATO buildup on Russia's borders. And to know whether it was a coup or instead of a revolution, it is to know what actually started the new Cold War and why. So this is historically very important. Incontrollable proofs will be presented here, not only that it was a coup, but that this coup was organized by the U.S. government and that the U.S. government initiated the new Cold War. Russia's government reacted to America's aggression, which aims to place nuclear missiles in Ukraine less than 10 minutes flight time from Moscow. During the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis, America had reason to fear Soviet nuclear missiles 103 miles from America's border. But after America's Ukrainian coup in 2014, Russia had reason to fear NATO nuclear missiles, not just near, but on Russia's border. That would be catastrophic. If America's successful February 2014 overthrow and replacement of Ukraine's democratically 
elected neutralist government doesn't soon produce a world-ending nuclear war, World War III, then there will be historical accounts that overthrow the accounts that are already increasingly trending and consolidating towards a historical consensus that it was a coup, that it was imposed by somebody from the new coalition, i.e. the termination of the then-existing democratic, though like its all its predecessors, corrupt, Ukrainian government wasn't authentically a revolution such as the U.S. government has contended and certainly wasn't at all democratic, but instead was a coup and and a very bloody one at that and totally illegal, though backed by the West. So that's so that's basically what that's basically so far what the article saying. I mean, we have a bunch of there's like a whole bunch of other stuff in this article. Again, I'm going to go in sections from because it's a very very long article so but again i'm gonna post the link to it so on march 1st 2013 the implementation of this plan started the first tech camp to train far-right ukrainians how to organize online the mass demonstrations against yanovich was held inside the u.s embassy in kiev on that date which was over nine months before the median demonstrations to overthrow Ukraine's democratically elected uh, elected president started on November 20th, 2013. Although, okay, let me see what else. Okay, on November 19, 2017 was issued Gian McAllison's The Hidden Truth About Ukraine Part 1 and Part 2, summarizing them here. Two Georgian snipers say... Sakshivi hired them in Tipsy for a U.S.-backed operation, but they know only about the George Legion part. They think it was patterned on Georgia's Rose Revolution. They each got $1,000 for the operation and flew to Kiev on 15th of January and were promised $5,000 on return. We had to provoke the Berkut police so they would attack the people. By February 15th, the, the situation at the Maiden was getting worse every day. Then the first shots were fired. It was February 15 or 16. Introduced them to an American military guy, Brian Christopher Boyenger, a former sniper for the 101st Airborne Division, who after Maiden, he went to Donbass to fight the Georgia Legion. But during the coup climax, the far right and really um, probably came out very often. So there's like, there's a bunch of things going on. I mean, about the 2014 supposed overthrow of the Ukrainian government and installing a supposed um, aggressive anti-Russian government. So Putin basically alludes to this stuff too. So these are things to look into as well. And guys, I really, really want to throw this out there yet again. I've said this multiple times, okay? I'm not pro-Russia. I'm not even pro-Ukraine. I'm pro-U.S., I care about America first policies. I care about America first, period. I don't want to send American lives to die for no fucking reason. Okay, we are not the world police. We shouldn't be fighting anybody else's problems. Okay, they need to sort this mess out personally. They need to figure it out. Okay, so there's something there between all the propaganda that we spoke today with the receipts, by the way, debunked propaganda. And then later you have two demands, which Putin says, I, I listen, in my opinion, they're reasonable. So, I mean, there needs to come to an agreement, whether if it's Ukraine and Russia or NATO and everybody, 
like everybody just needs to sit down, listen to each other and come up with a solution because clearly there isn't none. And in my opinion, I feel like a war is trying to be instigated. Of course, especially with the dealings with Burisma and Hunter Biden and all this other shit. And then later now I'm seeing um, that supposedly the U.S. government perpetrated the 2014 coup in Ukraine. I'm going to continue researching that because that's something that I just found today, which I found pretty interesting that relates to exactly what we're talking about. And I am going to talk about it in pre in next upcoming shows. Um, of course, as the situation unfolds, but this is pretty interesting. So yeah, so just think guys, question everything. Don't believe everything that the media tells you, because like I said, I've debunked a lot of propaganda today. So like I said, research, 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 try and figure out, connect the dots because something's just not right here. Absolutely so. agree. So we need to put an end to that. Uh, guys, we're going to end the show right here. Um, make sure you share. There's a lot of lot of information on here for you guys to share. So make sure we share that with people. You know, it's it's good to bring the wisdom to what's going on and cut out the bullshit. So share, leave a review, give us your thoughts, what what can be improved, what you guys want to hear, and um, stay informed. Let's take care. Regulate, regulate. Heard they talking spicy, time to regulate. Heard they talking about me, I'm a regulate. They don't really wanna see me regulate. Regulate, regulate. Heard they talking spicy, time to regulate. Heard they talking about you, time to regulate. Regulate, regulate.